Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Empire. Welcome to the latest edition of All's Caps with former Capitals defenseman Carl Osner. I'm maybe hockey writer Steve Wino. This is the post-free agent edition, Carl, uh, of All's Caps. And we're going to get to Darcy Kemper and the goaltending situation a little bit later because that's a biggie. But first of all, Caps trade for Connor Brown. They signed Dylan Strome. They signed Henrik Borgstrom. They bring back Marcus Johansson. Um, you're, you're, just your initial thoughts on what Brian McClellan did in free agency. I thought it was pretty good. Um, addressed some of the things that needed to be addressed, obviously, right? We, the goalie yep. was was a big thing there, and then finding finding some players to fill in for for Tom and Nick while they're while they're out. Um, I, I think he did exactly what he needed to do without really having to give up a ton, right? Like, right. I think all the contracts seem seem pretty solid. Uh, the Kemper one, you know, we'll we'll see. It's it's hard. It's almost like uh, it's eerily similar to to the Grubauer situation, right? In Colorado. It starting is. goalie and then and then gets a nice payday to go to Seattle and you know it, it's sometimes hard to live up to the expectations and the team is is quite a bit different you know playing in front of the Avs versus um, you know Seattle and and Washington yeah but the Caps defense is better we'll, we'll get to this the, 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 the Caps defense is better than the Kraken defense for sure it, exactly so you know we'll see but I mean overall I think I think everybody should be should be pretty happy about it that's uh, those are great pickups I. I really love the Brown, uh, the Connor Brown pickup. Oh yeah, I think I think he I think he can be great. I think he can definitely fill in uh, for whatever we're gonna miss from from not having Tom in there. And he's got some unbelievable, unbelievable PK numbers. And I just love a player like that. So I think that's that's pretty solid. So overall, yeah, I think it's I think it's a good one. Yeah, somebody asked me last night, like, what do you think? I was like, Brian McClellan did exactly what he was supposed to do. That yeah. to me, to me, this was exactly the free agency thing. And and, and I'll, I'll humble brag a little bit when uh, a colleague asked me on Tuesday night, "What's your prediction for what the Caps are going to do?" I said, "Sign Darcy Kemper and sign Dylan Strome. because ah. so, so so that's so I got two out of five or whatever correctly. Uh, the Dylan Strome signing to me more than anything. I think Carl says that they're preparing for Nick Backstrom not to play for at least all of the regular season, or at least at least until the deadline, and then figure it out. Yeah, you know what? So I, I'm curious about that one too. Like, what I'd love to know the inner workings with Chicago there, and and you know he's playing playing on the top line, yep. and didn't want to. I don't know what his qualifying offer was supposed to be, but didn't want to do that, and then and then kind of let him walk. So I'm, I'm curious what. Well, the I'm Blackhawks sure are tearing it down. And by the way, the Capitals have three guys now from the Blackhawks: Eric Gustafson, yeah. uh, Henrik Borgstrom, and Dylan Strome. The Blackhawks are tearing everything down to the studs. Patrick Kane will be playing somewhere else by by March. So I don't want to take too much away from them letting Strome <laughs> walk because he was highly sought after in free agency too. Yes, yes, he was. So yeah, I, I think I think it's pretty solid though. Good a good player to to play on you know the top six and and maybe even uh, throw them in there on the top line every now and then if you have to. Like, who, who knows exactly what the lineup is going to look like as the season goes on. But, yeah, I think that I think that's pretty solid. Um, I, 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 don't, I don't know him 
all that much as a player. You know, it's one of those one of those guys that I haven't seen a ton of, but I've heard the name a lot. And whether that's a good thing or not a good thing, I don't know. I, I was always the type that that didn't want my name to be heard. So yeah, so that was I, you. I, 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 don't, I don't know exactly. Look, but, well, I know Dylan Strom really well. Like, I actually know Dylan back to his days with the Erie Otters because he played with Connor McDavid there. So when I was working at Canadian Press, I would drive down to talk to McDavid and always catch up with Dylan Strom. As a player, look, his skating's not the best. He's not the greatest skater, but he, he's got good hands. He can score. He can make plays. He's a perfect guy to run probably a second power play. Real, like, if, if you've got Kuznetsov running your, your top power play with Nick out and you've got Tom Wilson out, really. You need a net front, which is Oshie. You've got Carlson up top. You, you could really put Dylan Strome in a feed OV spot, or you can put him running the second power play unit. That's the kind of stuff Dylan Strome can do. He's not an all-around player, and, and, and you, you kind of hope that Peter Laviolette doesn't get frustrated with maybe he's not the greatest defensive player or, or skater, but he does so much offensively and, and playmaking-wise that I think he'll fit in amid all the other guys like Marcus and, and Eller and Mantha who can do all those things. Yeah, it's a good point. It's a really good point, actually, about Mac and, and not getting frustrated in Laviolette, or sorry, uh, but not getting frustrated with the play because Gustafson's kind of the same way, right? For sure. It's, you're, it's, it's a, a bit of a high-risk, high-reward thing, and, and you need to let those guys do what they do good, and and uh, in return, you're going to get some, you're going to have some issues, but but there's a lot of players like that in the league, and, and the ones that have a longer leash can can sometimes do do real good, and it's, it's nice. You can just see with, with Strom, you get put in a good situation, um, with opportunity and and you, you can put up some numbers same thing with brown you know you put up some numbers oh, yeah. when when they let you play so um i don't i don't see that being any different here it's when you have to do the right things you have to do the right things right and and it's a hard thing to get through some some players heads they don't <laughs> they don't necessarily want to do it but it, it can be done and they the, their mentality can be changed and i think live lets a guy that that can really help with that so Team the, the team looks definitely looks better than than it did going into free agency. So oh yeah, so sure. I think we're on track. It's that's a nice thing. And I try I want I want to say I'm really happy. I know we'll talk goalies later, but I'm really happy with Charlie Lindgren's coming to to DC as well. So oh, I forgot I forgot you that. know Charlie a little bit. I know Charlie a little bit. So we'll hit on that. I'll, I'll give you some some funny Charlie stories too. Oh, that, I, I love this. And to me, I'm almost salivating over the lineup of what it looks like when Tom's back. Because you can look at Connor Brown, and he could play with on a top line with, with Ovechkin and Kuznetsov easily. And he could slide down and play with an Eller and Mantle later. And you've got moving parts with guys like Marcus Johansson and TJ Oshie just to move around that lineup. By the way, TJ, great uh, performance in the celebrity golf, right? Unbelievable. While, 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 while we're at it. Unbelievable! The fact that he was leading day one—you <laughs> you kidding me? I think he was—I think he was pretty happy. Maybe a little bit shocked. I don't know. Like he's—he's he's got the game to go really low. So I was—we uh, have a little group chat going with him and a couple of the dads around here, and everybody was so fired up that that he was in that spot. And it just puts—it puts your name on the map, right? Like, oh yeah, it's, it's round one, one leader. To, yeah, it's one thing to be there, but to actually lead a day after after day one with some of those players there—crazy. And love seeing. Uh, the NHL representation with Pavelski uh, right there in the playoff too, yeah. except all oh, that putt, it's going to haunt me as much as it, it probably <laughs> is going to haunt him that six, seven footer, whatever it was to win. So it was, it was a really, really fun tournament. If, it, if people listening to this, if you haven't watched it before tune in next year, because it's so much fun to watch the players have fun and, and there's a lot of star power there. So it's pretty cool. Yeah. So anyway, so I, I lost my train of thought, but I remember our, one of our editors was like, "Hey, does Oshie still play for the Cats?" I'm like, "Yeah." He's like, "Oh yeah, he's the first round leader at, at this and that." I'm like, "Great, we got a story about TJ as, as a golf story." Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Well, he and you know what he um, 
he he puts a lot of time and effort in getting ready for that tournament too. Make because it you don't want you don't want to go all the way out there and, and embarrass yourself, right? So you know he, he takes it really serious, you know, leading up to it. And then from everything I hear, it's just an amazing party, and you meet some really cool people. So yeah, it, it's a it's a heck of a story, but. Yeah, having uh, we were talking about the line combinations, right? And, yeah, thanks for getting me back on track. Yeah, it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> there's yeah, there's going to be there's going to be a lot of uh, um, you know options. We we they can work this lineup really well and and get guys into to good roles. Um, you know, I just you just hope that uh, it, that when it when everybody's healthy and you know someone may be playing the year start of the year on the top line or second line, then all of a sudden they get bumped down to the third line that they don't you know, regress. And that, that happens to guys because they don't, they don't feel like they should be, that they should be moved. But, you know, I, I hope that everybody buys in and if they do, then yeah, you got a, you got a, a fairly deep lineup here. So that's uh, maybe shocking for some people to think, cause I know a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of people have been, you know, maybe talking down on the caps a little bit, thinking that, that uh, it's not necessarily their time anymore, but I think that guys can surprise in this lineup right now. Yeah, and, and, and I don't know what it means for Connor McMichael, really, because Pierre Laviolette really liked him in, at center in the middle. I don't know what it means for Lars Eller long-term. He's only got a year left on his contract. That's problems the Capitals can deal with later. Uh, we're going to talk goalies in a little bit, but I, I ran into you, to you on the elevator last night. At, and so the, for those who don't know, the, the Capitals were hosting the NHL club business meetings in person for the first time in three years. And Carl and I were, were texting yesterday about when we're going to, to do this podcast, and just all of a sudden I get off the elevator at these business meetings, and there you are. Oh man, it was so funny too. So I went there to help out. Um, there was a there was a skate for some of the kids um, from seven to eight. So I was going there to get on the ice with some of the NHL alumni and and help with that. Um, but before that, I went to go check out. I wanted to go check out the KPMG suite because I did a, like their documentary video with them, and it was I've been wanting to see this you know since we recorded, yeah. and I it was well worth the wait and well worth the time to to get out there early to see it because the thing was unbelievable. But yeah, so we ran into each other there. I was busy riding the elevator up and down because they didn't have the key. The security guards didn't have the right key to turn it to get me to the event level. So I rode. So how'd you get there? I, eventually, uh, one of the guys took me to a different elevator, different security elevator, and we went down. But I rode it from from the main floor to the second floor and back probably between seven and 10 times <laughs> up and down, up and down. And so I just kept running into people and it was, it was actually kind of funny. So we eventually made our way down there, but yeah, it was a really neat event. Sweet that, that the caps were able to bring everybody in there and, and see what, see what they do here and showcase the city a little bit because it is around the league. I don't think people realize how great of a city it is, which kind of brings us back to free agency too. I think some of the players are starting to understand that from the talk. Um, between friends and stuff in the league, and they're realizing that it's it's a great place to to come. So yeah, it was it was a fun event. I don't know if you enjoyed yourself, but I sure did. Oh, it was it was a blast. It was all the kind of team business people there. They had all the kind of the food offerings, all the stuff that like the people who get to go to the games and have fun enjoy. Like we're, we're we're I'm working, I'm slumming it and and all that. But like the the people who have the season tickets or the club tickets, like it's a pretty good experience. Yeah, okay. No you know what's really funny too? So so George Larocque was there, right? And, and we're on the ice after and. There's one of the guys that was helping uh, one of the instructors, and I I look and George has him up over his head, spinning him <laughs> around in circles, and I'm kind of laughing. And then all of a sudden I hear someone say, "Hey!" I, I look over and it's one of the one of the ice crew, one of the Zamboni guys, waving me over. So I go over there and and he's like, "Someone needs to tell that guy in the red there to stop spinning people around over his head," and I'm like, 
um, I feel like I want you to go tell him that <laughs> I don't want to. <laughs> and so, so I'm like, so I walk, I skate over there and I'm going to go pretend like I'm telling him that. Cause I'm not going to tell George. And I, and I just said, I said to him like, man, that was sweet. How'd you do that? He says, well, it was from when I was doing battle of the blades. I learned how to, how to lift people and spin them overhead. Cause I had to, that was pretty much yeah. my only job. And he's like, so if anyone, if anyone out here is going to be able to do it, it's me. And I'm like, oh, there you go. It was safe then. It was all good. So I thought that was really funny because we almost got kicked off the ice because George was spinning people over his head. Well, I'm, I'm glad it was it was safe. It was under professional direction and all that. Um, when we come back on All Caps, uh, we'll hear from Brian McClellan on Darcy Kemper. And, of course, Carl, I guess we'll tell some Charlie Lindgren stories here on All Caps. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Yeah, I think he's a good goalie. Um, obviously just want to stay on the cup. He's had a lot of good years, a lot of good performances. Um, seems like a good person, good character, good team guy. Um, and I think it's exactly what we needed for going the next year. That was Brian McClellan on the edition of Darcy Kemper. This is All's Caps with former Capitals defenseman Carl Osner. I'm AP Hockey writer Steve Wino. Uh, five years, uh, $26.25 million for Darcy Kemper. Uh, maybe a bit of a risky deal, but but to me, Carl, like this is stabilizing a position that has had kids at the position, young guys who have known what they're doing. Since Braden was here, this is the stabilization of, of, of the most important position in hockey. Yeah, it is. And look, it's it's a starting goalie. It's it's hard to go out there and find a starting goalie, someone who's who's done it before. And, and for whatever that equals, five, five and a bit, it's, I, I think it's not that bad of a price, right? Like It's not at all. It's, no. we, I think we were used to having two young guys making, making you know, not that much for a starting goalie. Uh, and, and you kind of think that this is, this is great. We're so lucky, but that that's what we were all complaining about all, all year last year for too. Sure. So, so you got to pay somebody to, to play that position and, and it's just hard to find somebody. And if you do have someone, teams don't just let them walk very often. So, you know, it's a, it's a, it's, it's a need that was addressed and uh, was addressed with probably the, best option that was out there you know there was I guess Campbell or you know you, you can make a case for and against him I guess as well too but, but yeah I, I think that I think it was a really good pickup and if he's a great great guy and great guy in the room uh, you can never have enough of those guys so I, th- I think that we're, we're pretty solid there and um, and yeah and, and having having a, a number two goalie as well uh, to be able to find that it was it was a little worrisome there for a day or two not having any goalies um, and now all of a sudden we're, we're set. Yeah, and, and you know what? It, it really did happen early. As soon as the Avalanche traded for Georgiev from the Rangers, it's pretty. Max zeroed in on Kemper at that point. He tried to trade Samsonov first and couldn't find any takers. Then he traded Vanacek, 
and then decided to... He was going to non-tender one of them. He's going to trade one and non-tender the other if he couldn't trade both of them. So he, there was always sights set on, set on getting Darcy Kemper in here. And, and to me, he's the goalie, and I, and I covered the Avalanche in, in the Stanley Cup final. He will make all the saves you, you expect him to make. Very few of the spectacular saves, but very few also of the bad goals. And I, I guess to, to me, and I'll ask you as a defenseman, isn't that kind of, a, as a player, what you want out of your goaltender? Absolutely. You hate when those softies go in. It just kills you momentum-wise. It's it's brutal. Uh, it's uh, one, of, one of the worst things that can happen to a team is when one that goes in that shouldn't go in because not only does it hurt, hurt your team, but it gives the other team a little bit of life that they necessarily probably wouldn't have necessarily had otherwise so i think that that's uh it's really important um and it also just goes to show you too like how much stuff is going on behind the scenes right yep like we we, we see we see a move made and we're like oh no what's happening we're in trouble panic this and that but these things are set up you know weeks in advance sometimes of, of what's going on there's a plan there's tons of people that are figuring things out and and you just you just need to wait and 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 let it happen right and there is times i guess where where last minute changes happen and maybe another team tenders a better offer and and somebody will switch but but yeah for the most part you know the, these things these things are under control and uh Brian McClellan knows what he's doing let's 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 start with the, the this is the, the the PSA Brian McClellan knows what he's doing exactly a good GM is is very impressive to see them work and be able to to structure deals and to to make sure that things happen the way they should happen and and Mac is is for sure one of those guys, and you know, you might might not get might not get the award all the time at the end of the year, but that's a that's a solid person that's going to be running a team. Right. So Charlie Lindgren is a guy that I'm not sure a whole lot of people who follow the Caps know. He played five games for the Blues last year, so kind of limited NHL experience, but played really well in those games. I think like a 9.58 save percentage, 1.22 goals against average. You you you're familiar with him from your time in, in Montreal. First, Charlie Lindgren is a goalie, and then I want to hear stories. Yeah. Okay. Well, as a goalie, I mean, he is he is can be very very solid like i remember um when we had when pricey was out and um anti niemi was our backup and um and then they just they, they called chuck we call him chuck um up and and he he came in in the first game i was like holy smokes like this guy's lights out <laughs> and i remember someone saying like yeah this guy's the goalie of the future like he's he's one of the best we've ever seen so I watched him play another another game, uh, and same thing. He was unbelievable, and then had one, you know, bit of a rough game, and then guys got healthy, and he went back, and um, and then I guess he had kind of an up and down rest of the year, and uh, and so he went from you know just being the stud to maybe a little bit of a confidence thing, which is, which is weird because you play two really good games and then one so so game in the NHL, you know, you should be in the positive, right? But that's the that's the weird thing about about confidence, right? It, it can take you a month to build, and it can take you a period to lose it, and so it's it's so hard. And and I think Chuck lost it for just a little bit there, and then um, they moved on from him because we had another another uh, really good young goalie that K- came K- up, K- Kane Primo. Primo, yeah, very good goalie as well. And so then I was so happy when when Charlie you know found another spot there and played well because he's he's a guy that's just like he battles so hard. He's a very smart goaltender as well. Um, he, I, I can't, I can't speak exactly on on you know mental state right now, but but when he's feeling confident, that that's a really good goaltender to have. And if he only has to go in there and play, you know whatever it is, ten or fifteen games. In yeah, a season, let's say let's say twenty to twenty five games. Yeah, that I, I think he's going to do really really well there, and he he can carry the load if he if he has to be thrust into a starter's role. I think he can carry the load. So. So yeah, I love the pickup. I reached out to him right away because I was he, he's he's uh he's kind of a funny guy too. So I think I think he'll fit in pretty well. 
Yeah, and and and, and Zach Vukali kind of reminds me of Lindgren in that like he had a couple good games and then a so-so game and gets sent back, and we don't know a whole lot about him. But Charlie Lindgren, he gets that promotion now. If he was a number three goalie with the Blues, now he's going to be a number two goalie. And and look, Fukali is also around if break glass in case of emergency is needed. But uh, Charlie Lindgren, you you have do you have stories about about your boy here? Well, just just to kind of explain what type of guy he is and some of the things he does around the rink, like he's like like Max said about Kemper, you know, good guy, good guy to have in the room. Charlie's that same way. He's um, first of all, shout out to his wife because his, his wife is amazing. Um, we get along with them really well, so uh, a great wife to have in in the family lounge, yeah. which is which is always very important. But yeah, so so like Charlie is, he's kind of one of those guys that's that's always making a joke, whether or not it lands. Um, is a is a different thing, but then once you realize that he's always kind of being funny, then it just gets that much better, right? So, like he'll come to the rink with you know won't be Movember or anything, and he'll all of a sudden have this mustache on, and and he'll dress like like you know maybe a little bit awkward just because he knows that that maybe half the team will laugh, and he thinks he, he thinks that's good. Or you'll see him in the gym, and and he'll be wearing like his full spandex suit, doing like a squat with like a. 25 pound plates on either side and like grunting away like it's the hardest thing in the world and he'll just do it doesn't know if anybody's watching or not maybe one person sees it and then he walks walks away and and gets out of there you know so he he just does stuff to break the ice which i think is really really nice to have in in the dress room and i think he'll thrive in in washington because um the room is typically fairly light you know everyone likes to have have a good time um, so, so yeah, so he's just, he's all around a, a very solid person and solid player. And I think he's going to be an amazing addition to the team. So yeah, it's, I think, I think you'll enjoy talking to him when you, when you talk to him. And we did talk about this in the media room and, and this is no offense to, to Justin Schultz and, and, and Vitek Vanacek and Ilya Samsonov, but they they weren't always the most, um, good, great quotes or great talkers among us. And we add Dylan Strom, who's fantastic. Connor Brown, who's very good. Darcy Kemper's very good. Uh, Charlie Lindgren, who you say is, is very good, and I haven't had the pleasure of speaking with yet. This is a win for the media core here, too, of a bunch of guys who talk. And I think you're right. I think these guys will add a little more levity to the room. And Dylan Strom certainly makes the team younger as a 25-year-old guy, too. So I, I, just, I just think this is good hockey-wise, and this is good personality-wise with all these additions. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, whether or not they, they go into a bit of a shell at the beginning because they're because they're fresh sure. and all that, who knows? But but um, but yeah, you, you want good people. If you can fill out a team full of good people, um, you know, it, it's solid. It's usually usually a good recipe. And I'm just I was going back and thinking about it, uh, about Brown. Like, didn't he lead the was it the 2021 World Championships in scoring? Yeah. too? Like, yeah, like this guy has the ability to absolutely go off five shorties last year. I think I read like. I, I'm I'm pretty fired up about that because to have success in a place like Ottawa, kind of hard, you know. The, te- the team the team's been pretty up and down over the last little bit, so so I, I think that uh, I think he's going to thrive. I really hope he does because I like that type of player, like I said. So so yeah, it, this is this is a this is a big win, I think. Yeah, you bring up Ottawa. When we come back, let's go a little bit around the NHL and Johnny Goudreau, some of the other moves, goaltending carousel. Talk about Penguins bringing Evgeny Malkin back. We'll talk about all that next up on All Caps. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to All's Caps with former Capitals defenseman Carl Osser. I'm AP hockey writer Steve Wino. Uh, now go around the league on free agency. Uh, as we were taping this, uh, Nazem Kadri and, and John, John Klingberg still haven't signed, but it took to Johnny Goudreau seven hours into free agency to join the Columbus Blue Jackets. Uh, what was your reaction when, when all of a sudden it comes up on Twitter that Johnny Hockey's going to Columbus? I, I was kind of surprised, honestly. I didn't know that Columbus was in the running like that. So, uh, yeah, a bit a bit of a surprise. I didn't know if he had any ties to the team or city somehow. That well, Eric him. Robinson, he played high school hockey with. Okay. That's, that, that's the one sort of real connection there. Yeah. So sometimes it's all it takes, though, right? You need you need at least one person there. That was like that was the one. I guess the one reason that I I felt okay going to Montreal is I knew Shea Weber and Carey Price there, right? If I didn't know anybody there, it would have been. Uh, even harder <laughs> but but that's, that's sometimes all it takes right so a bit of a surprise Columbus has been one of those teams that they've had some really good players there that have come through but have and then never, they leave yeah yeah they never really wanted to stay so um I'm curious to see how long that lasts you know if he's going to have that same kind of feeling um but nice contract for him deserves it. he's been playing really well and you know hopefully he can he can entice some of those players to want to come there. You know, when you have a guy that can distribute the puck like him, then uh, you want to play. You know, I always go back to to what TJ Oshie said. He wanted to stay and wash because he got to play with Nick Backstrom, right? You get you get to play with a guy like that, then then you stick around. Um, so yeah, interesting play, but uh, but you know, I, I don't know if we want to talk GM. Oh stuff no, I, I just I, I look look at what Columbus could do with cap space, and yeah. then look at what the Flyers. And Islanders couldn't do because they didn't have cap space. So, like when yeah. you, when you go into free agency and you you're handcuffed by a salary cap and you can't make moves, it's it's inexcusable, really. I mean, even even Vegas was able to move Max Pacioretty to re-sign Riley Smith and this sort of things. It, this free agency really just showed like if you know how to manage the cap, you're 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 great. Now, Brian McClellan did have the advantage of, and again, you'd rather have Nick Backstrom healthy and playing, full stop. Mm-hmm. But knowing that, that the possibility of Nick not playing until maybe February, March, beyond that gave him the flexibility that even though he told us, oh, we can't spend all of Nick's money, sure you can. You can always figure it out later. I mean, yeah. you, like, you, have, you have guys you can move at the deadline if you needed to clear space to activate Nick. It just showed to me how valuable it is to know what the numbers are. And, and shout out to Don Fishman, who is the Capitals cap guy for, for a significant amount of time. He knows what he's doing with the numbers. Yeah, exactly. And you you hope hope this isn't the case, but guys get injured during the season. It too. always happens, right? Yeah. So you might have you might still have some flexibility at some point. So yeah, it's it, uh, it we don't know exactly what happened behind the scenes either. You know, may, maybe there was something that that hurt the Flyers or you know a, another team so that they couldn't really make a push. We don't know for sure. I'd like to give people the benefit of the doubt, but but yeah, you, you want to do everything you can to find a way to fit somebody like that in. So. It's a tough one, and the Penguins did it. The Penguins figured it out with Evgeny Malkin, and 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 what we're we're sort of speculating on this is Malkin said, "I'm leaving." Crosby called him and said, "You're not leaving," and he's like, "Okay, <laughs> fine, I'm not leaving." Well, it'd be weird. Like Malkin's one of those guys that I just would have a hard time seeing in another in another uh, jersey, right? Like you've been there that long. The way that I think, it's like why not just finish your career there, oh, right? Yeah. Him, so, and, him and Latang. Yeah, exactly. So you go somewhere for a couple years to you know just to kind of in spite of you know the negotiations that are happening or you don't maybe don't like the guy i don't know at that point ride it out but who knows same thing don't know exactly what was going on but it makes sense that he stays there the latang deal what how, that was a long one wasn't it six years 36 they, they, they essentially both got similar sort of number deal contracts yes yeah that 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 is 
That one makes me wonder a little bit. Six years is a long time. Who cares? But- by the end, by, by four years in, if he wants to keep playing, great. If he trades contract to Arizona or Seattle or wherever, who cares? doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I guess I guess that's the way to look at it. But I did think that there was some big money going to defensemen, um, you know, in the last few days. Like, bigger money than expected. So Erica contract- Branson to Columbus, four years, 16. That that one was that one dropped my jaw. <laughs> I was I was very surprised by that. You know, Ben Schrock got a nice deal too. Yeah. That was pretty high. Um, Josh Manson got 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 the deal to go back to Colorado. Yeah, I think there was one other one that I remember seeing. Oh, how, how, how about Sergachev getting the eight year, like sixty whatever million dollar contract yeah. to stay with Tampa Bay? Yeah, and um, what's the other one? Ch- uh, Chernock and Chernock too. Yeah. Yeah, that was a big contract. Eight, eight for fifty-two. Yeah. Yeah, I know he's pretty solid and stuff, but you just don't necessarily see that kind of money going to that type of player. But there's something there. They obviously like him, and he's had some success. So, so yeah, big money being thrown around there. So it'll be interesting. Maybe everybody's seeing that the cap's going to be going up over the it next few years too. So, yeah. so they're they're kind of pre-spending their money, <laughs> which well, the, is always the, a nice the, thing to do. The Lightning are doing similar to what the Caps did after winning is, mm-hmm. hey, we're going we're gonna to reward our people and we're gonna and, and sign everybody long term. Oshie had the long deal before that. Carlson got the deal after winning because Netsov has has the long deal. Like you, you, if this is your core, if you say these are our people, it's like the Penguins now with, with Crosby, Malkin, and Latang. This is your this is your core. And, and for all the things that could happen with the Capitals and guys moving around, you know you got Tom Wilson, you know you got Ovechkin, you know you got Kuznetsov. There's something to be said about consistency. Yeah, and if you know, I guess if you know you can build around these guys and, yes. and they're solid, then you you got to go ahead and do that. But just saying, I, I just thought it was interesting that there was some some serious dollars being thrown around. But that's the way that everybody wants yes. to get paid now. So, <laughs> well, you did this in free agency too. Like everybody's got to take. I mean, oh, by the way, Andre Burkowski cashed out. Yes. Five years, twenty-five million. Congratulations to Andre Burakovsky, two-time Stanley Cup champion now uh, with the Colorado, with, with the Caps and the Avalanche, and he's just following Philip Grubauer around now. Yeah, yeah, it seriously is. Eh? He must love Gruby. I didn't know that. <laughs> but, but yeah, that's but that, that's a nice deal for Andre, and and I don't blame him whatsoever. He's got his championships. He's got his name on the cup twice. Go go to Seattle. Hope to be part of a, a kind of building up team there. Yeah, absolutely. Why not give it a shot? He's yeah, you know, Berkey's a Berkey's a guy that can make an impact on a place, especially if they. You know, we talked about letting guys have a little bit of a leash. You know, Berkey needs a little bit of a leash so that he can he can do his good, but he can also make his mistakes and, and not be penalized for it. And, um, you know, it seemed to happen a little bit there in Colorado. So, you know, maybe it was a good good move by him to get out of there and uh, and kind of use use his good name and, and his history so far in, in the league from what he's done to, to get that contract. But I think Seattle will be a fun place. You know, Berkey doesn't have kids either, so he can kind of move freely and, and not have to worry about some of the baggage to, to come along with you when you, when you have a, a big family to carry around. So good deal for him. Super happy for him. Happy that he, he uh, you know, made those plays in the playoff, broke a couple bones. I was going to say, still... shot blocker extraordinaire, oh, Andre Berkowski. Loves that. That's the playoffs for you right there. Like, people yeah. block shots and, and get into it. It's the same thing when the Caps won. You know, Ovi was blocking shots that – that uh, he wouldn't normally block and you you have to get to that place mentally and some guys can't just can't quite bring them to it but I always I always remembered it was weird during the during the regular season you go and block a shot and you do your same thing you know you wince a little bit the playoffs come and then you're just like staring down that puck right you're watching it leave the blade right into you You see it the whole way regular season you don't do that and so it's uh, yeah I was just happy to see Berkey do that get paid on to the next place. So it's, yeah, it's, it's actually been, for me, it's been a really fun um, free agency because 
I normally don't pay too close attention to it, but this one I was I was kind of dialed in a little bit more. So yeah, it was it was a good one. Yeah, and like we do kind of everyone does winners and losers of free agency. Like I'm throwing the caps in the winners pile just for, mm-hmm. for getting a goaltender, for getting Connor Brown in the trade, adding Dylan Strome, kind of shoring up everything. They, they, everything that, that Max is supposed to do. Carolina put on, among the winners for getting Brent Burns and, and Pacioretty. Vegas and, and, and Philly certainly among the, the, the losers. And I'm even the Toronto Maple Leafs, your, your old team you used to root for, the Toronto Maple Leafs, um, with Matt Murray and Ilya Samsonov in goal. I don't know how that's going to turn out. Yeah, yeah, I'm not, I'm not 100% sure either. And they brought in Jordy Ben, who I know, and Connor Carrick, I think, too, right? Connor went to uh, Boston, right? Oh, sorry, he went to Boston, yeah. yeah. Connor they Carrick to the Bruins, yeah. They brought in somebody else, uh, another defenseman. Oh, Victor Mete, that's who it yes. was. Yeah, so they brought in a couple other guys that I know there. Um, yeah, you know, it's hard. Toronto's a hard place to, to get guys to come to, right? Unless you're from from that area, it's, it's sometimes difficult to, to bring guys in. So not, not all that surprised. So that'll be interesting. I think Ottawa did pretty good, too. Oh, yeah. Ottawa look good. Having Giroux come back to, to his place, you know, he's going to want to, you think at least, want to play play good in front of the home the home crowd and stuff. So, so yeah, I, th- I think they did all right as well. So, there, yeah, there's definitely a few few winners and, and, and losers there. I'm curious to see um, how Florida's going to be this year. I was still thinking that, yeah. Do we talk about it? Maybe Bobrovsky leaving? Or I, mean, I talked it, about that with somebody else that they were thinking maybe the Caps could find a way to wiggle him out of there. And would you wouldn't uh, you rather have Darcy Kemper at five million than than uh, than Sergey Bobrovsky at ten? Well, uh, at ten, hundred percent. Yeah. But if if they were to be able to keep a little bit of that contract sure. somehow and and do it that way, that was the only way I was thinking that yeah, that could actually happen. And imagine having having Bob come back and and find a way to be be old Bob. That would be unbelievable. But you no, know, tough tough to do. Yeah, this is this is the safest bet with, with Darcy Kemper, I, I think, in, in a guy who just won, and, and he know if you have a structured team in front of him, which we know Peter Laviolette does, that's the per- perfect place for Darcy Kemper, in my opinion. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, you know, I just hope he's solid, like you know, like you said, make make those make those uh, the standard saves and occasionally steal one, but just don't let in the softies. That's what the team needs right now. There, there is enough firepower to go up there and and score goals. Not like Colorado, but you know, there's still there's still enough. So. You know, you have a goalie that's just solid. That's what we've been wanting. Yeah, well, Brian McClellan got most of his shopping done, I think. If there's anything more, we'll talk about it next week on All's Caps. We might have Pace Agister, the former uh, Capitals PR guy who has a lot of stories to tell and some stories he can't tell. Carl, thanks thanks again for doing this. Thanks to everybody listening on All's Caps.